Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel, the Phoenix Sun Show. All right, and welcome so much to the Phoenix Suns Solar Panel Podcast. Uh, my name is Tim Tompkins. Unfortunately, we don't have Dave King with us today. He will be on Saturday's episode. But as always, my good friend, Kellen Olson, welcome to the show. I had to shave the beard. I had to look like I knew what I was talking about on the draft and realized Kellen and I both look like understripped uh white guys when I don't have a beard on. So I decided maybe we can fool a few people here. <laughs> Granted, I'm not even sure Kellen Olson knows who's, who knows who Cam Johnson is. So it may not matter. <laughs> I'm sure he was on somebody's big board. Um, so uh, a lot happened today, but we do have a couple of things we want to talk about first. And most importantly, is if you are heading out to Sun Summer League, we are organizing a get together that we are extremely excited about. We are doing it with uh, in conjunction with the Fanning the Flames podcast, Justin and Paul, who put on last year's uh, Phoenix Suns fans get together uh, out in Vegas. So we have a location and we have the date. It is Saturday, July 6th. If you want to head out, join us for a beer. It is going to be at the Mirage Hotel. There's a bar inside called the Still Crafts and Drafts. All of this information is up on our Facebook page. We have an event posted. Uh, please RSVP because we do need to make a reservation and have some idea of how many people are going to show up to it. But yeah, so Saturday, July 6th, out in Vegas, you, me, uh, Dave's going to be there. The guy from Fanning, the guys from Fanning the Flames. I'm super excited. And a player nobody's heard of playing on the team. It'll be great. We lost like half the people that are going to come because the point guard of the future is no longer going to be on the roster. So, Well, here's the thing. The point guard of the future was not going to be on the roster anyway. <laughs> I, I'm Based on what we heard, they, they liked Kobe White, and then they draft uh, Cam Johnson out of UNC. Pretty convinced the only college team that James Jones watched was UNC this uh, this year. I think he went. I think we went. We went to one UNC game. I know the whole roster. We can take one of those guys. We'll be fine. Uh, so let's break it down first. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Suns trade that involves TJ Warren being shipped out along with pick number thirty-two to the Indiana Pacers. For cap space, uh, they didn't get anything back except for you know some cash, but in terms of an actual player or something along those lines, future assets, none of that. Espo, your thoughts? That's about all you get. I got nothing on that. No, really. Okay, I understand that TJ Warren isn't the ideal fit in in today's NBA. He got much better last year by hitting, uh, increasing his three point percentage. Uh, Injuries are always a question with this guy, and they're usually mysterious injuries, but I thought you would at least get something of value. Instead, you sacrifice the 32nd pick in this draft, which you probably could have taken Cam Johnson at, uh, and you wind up getting cash considerations back for TJ Warren, who is a serviceable NBA player. He may not be a starter, but he is a quality scorer off the bench, and I just... I'm a little befuddled. Like if if that if there was that little interest, did you really have to rush to make the move? I get it. It frees up cap space, right? Everybody's talking cap space, cap space, cap space. Well, if we're to believe what uh, John Gambadoro was reporting, and I do, I know, 
I know who his sources are on these kind of things. He has quality sources. They're not interested in D'Angelo Russell. They did not clear that cap space to go get D'Angelo Russell. So everybody holding out hope for that. If Gambo is right, they didn't make the move for that. And everything we're hearing and what what the organization has said uh, to reporters since that deal is, we're all right with rolling with Tyler Johnson and picking up a free agent point guard, and we've got our our power forward of right now and, and Dario Saric in this other deal we made, So, which we'll get to. So what did you free this cap space for? Well, that, that's that, my whole thing really with it is that it's it's – uh, like you, I'm disappointed. I mean, TJ Warren was a, a 20 point per night score. There's a lot of value in that. Uh, offense is more valuable than defense is as important as defense is. And I, I, he was on a reasonable contract. He was locked up for a number of years. He's a good player entering his prime. Uh, it seems like you could have gotten something back for him. Uh, so, you know, to your point, they did rush it, but I do think that it's a little bit hard to judge uh, the actual impact of the draft is just because we are not the draft, the trade, just because we don't know what they're going to do with that cap space. Now, if they go out and they get some uh, middle of the road point guard that they end up uh, Corey Joseph having to pay $18 million a year for, then I don't think they did anything right with it. But until we see what we, they did with that cap space, because that's really what the trade was for. Like you said, Espo, it was for cap space. So what are you doing with that cap space? Well, and, and I agree wholeheartedly, but the thing with cap space is it's only as valuable as what you do with it. I know, hardcore analysis there. But to your point, if they walk away with a middle-of-the-road point guard and don't do anything with this and they sit on it going into uh, you know a, an offseason potentially next year going, oh, well, we've cleared cap space then as well. It's not that sexy of a, of a free agent market next year. The biggest name is, is Draymond Green. Right. That's the biggest name in next year's free agency. So James Jones better have one one amazing wild card up his sleeve because this thing has gotten off to a pretty rocky start from an offseason perspective. And uh, and I'm not sure that the the natives are going to going to be patient. I think we're we're seeing they are quite restless and everything we've heard from John Gambadoro and others that are well connected is that this may be a couple year rebuild still. And I don't think people are going to wait for that. And I don't know. I, uh, I don't know that I want to wait for that to be honest either, because we've waited 10 years. It's enough already. Suns fans need something to get excited about. And Dario Saric and cash considerations and a middle of the road point guard isn't going to do that. Now I don't mind. I want, I want to see this team uh, make strides. I, I get make trying to make the playoffs next year is probably way, way out of the realm of possibility, especially with what we've seen happen so far. But I want to see 30, 35 wins, an exciting team. And I'm not even seeing that with what, what's transpired so far. So they better have some magic trick coming, right? Something that that cap space is earmarked for, and they've already uh, got a wink, wink. I'm ready to come to Phoenix uh, move uh, with with a free agent or a, another subsequent trade ready to happen because this ain't cutting the mustard. All right, this is not uh, not what what you want. 
This is not what you want to see if you were a Suns fan. And I came into this and I so badly wanted to be positive. I so badly wanted to get excited. I was willing to convince myself that the reverse Kendall Marshall, Kobe White, was the right guy to take. And I I wanted to buy in. And I want to believe that James Jones is, is a basketball savant. But I'm just not seeing it right now. Like, right now, I feel like, did they clear cap space to afford that practice facility? Like, is what what are we what are we doing here? It's nice to have our old friend Cash Considerations back, but what are we doing? And Dario Saric isn't the solution uh, moving forward at Power Forward either. He's only under contract one year. I know we haven't actually said what that deal was. They traded number six uh, to move back to 11 and got Dario Saric, right? Uh, hold on, hold on. But they also got Cameron Johnson. Yes, in the as the draft pick at 11, but let's make it clear. Dario Saric ate into some of that cap space that they cleared with with the uh with the TJ Warren move. It was only 3 or 4 million. I don't know the exact figure, but so they used part of the cap space to get a guy that isn't necessarily the solution at power forward. I talked to somebody that knows uh Saric's game pretty well uh, and he said think Luis Scola Okay. Is that really what you want to hear? No, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into Sharj. I've, I've watched a lot of Sharj. Uh, I do want to get to some listener comments on live on the YouTube chat right now. Uh, Jay Bradley, he said, delete this franchise now, please. Alex, he chimed in with, what are we doing? Uh, Carrie Adams, who's going out to Summer League to watch Cam Johnson? Uh, <laughs> Cam Johnson? Who's Cam Johnson? Who's going to play defense? Uh, that one coming in uh, from Michael. So, uh, you know, we aren't the only ones that are a little bit befuddled at this. I do want to talk a little bit about charge, though, um, because that deal in and of itself did not bother me the same way that it bothers you. I was not excited about the Suns having a rookie point guard. I don't think they need a rookie point guard. Um, I, I don't think that the Suns were convinced that any of the rookie point guards they could have gotten in number six were the point guards of the future. So to that effect, the Suns needed a power forward. They went out and they got a power forward. Charge uh, played 90% of his minutes uh, last season at power forward. He's 24 years old, 13 points a game, six rebounds to assist. Uh, if you want to talk about his rebounding rate, uh, he averages about 18% defensive rebounding rate uh, and about 7% offensive uh, for a total of 12.2. It's about 5% better than TJ Warren, so it does solve some of the issues there. He's actually a pretty good defender, not an elite defender, but a pretty good defender. He's a little bit streaky with his shooting, but even when he's not shooting well, he's still defending fairly well. So the Suns were able to solve a problem that they had, a very clear problem that they had, which was power forward, with um, with this draft pick that they didn't see the point guard of the future with. Now, am I excited for uh, this kid that they picked, Cameron Johnson? No, because I don't fucking know who he is. <laughs> but you know, it's it's. What are you gonna do? I mean, that's not really. I that that's not. That, what were they gonna solve with the number eleven pick? Who else were they gonna get? I'm not a draft but, guy, but tell me. But did they did they solve their power forward problem? They I did feel at like least they, for a couple of years. They, yeah. I feel like for a year they put a stopgap in place, and maybe he turns into the answer, right? Maybe maybe he is long-term. They see him. They like him. He plays well next to DeAndre Ayton. He becomes the solution. All right, I'll take, I'll take a flyer on it, but was it worth moving back five slots in a draft where there were, there were three tiers of guys and then a giant cliff? 
and we just met the giant cliff. His name is Cam Johnson. All right. Maybe well, he turns into something great, but he really sounds like a Devon Reed to me that the guy that they took out of uh, or Davon Reed that they took out of Miami a few years ago. You made that point uh, before we came on on air, uh, Tim. So like I. I, I just I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to play revisionist history. Everyone was saying this was a two or three player draft. And after, no, I agree. after it was after two or three players, it was essentially a crapshoot. So yeah, trade back. Fine. You solved your power forward problem. You weren't going to get a player that had three or four years left on his deal who was 24 years old with the number six pick. You just weren't going to get that. So they went out and they got it. And now we'll see whether or not this kid turns into somebody that can play. Oh, okay. They, they, they got Sarge. Fine. Okay. I'll accept it. But basically, it, it, okay, I'm going to read a tweet from, from Jonathan Javoni, all right? And this is <laughs> this is everything you need to know about, about the Suns pick. Quote, the Suns made the first truly shocking move of the night by reaching significantly for the oldest player in the draft, Cameron Johnson. Johnson was not one of the 24 players invited to sit in the NBA draft green room, and there was some talk that he may fall to the second round. When you have to, when you have to frantically look like we did before this show to try to find a scouting report, and on every draft big board you have to do the search function to find the guy's name, and then everything that comes up is late first rounder or early second rounder, you probably made a mistake. And maybe, hey, maybe we're a hundred percent wrong. Maybe this is one of those things. Three years from now, people are replaying the audio and going, "You guys were morons." And I would be happy. I would be happy to have complete egg on my face in the future because I'm a firm believer that dra grading drafts the night of or or days after is a fool's errand because you're not going to be you're going to miss right. But this just collectively seems like a very bizarre pick and what has been a very very bizarre day for the suns if i had told you you're going to trade tj warren you're going to trade the number six pick right and then you found out all you were going to get out of it was some cash dario Saric, and and cam johnson your head <laughs> would have exploded yesterday right it would have exploded because you would have said this is ridiculous. If Gambo had tweeted all this out yesterday, he would have gotten more crap than he's getting for saying that D'Angelo Russell isn't coming to Phoenix because people would have said, you're full of it. That's not going to happen. It'll never happen. Instead, that is the exact reality we're sitting in. I, I right. guess I'm, I'm less upset than you because they were able to solve a hole in the roster tonight. <sighs> short term well right they but not, you, you are, they could the argument is they could have solved it both short term and long term if they had taken a guy like a brandon clark that was on the board that their people believe uh has has a major upside i just uh, they could they could have stayed at six and taken a guy uh that that could have solved their quote unquote solved their powerful i just i don't know dario Saric is a is a okay veteran I mean, quote unquote veteran. He's a veteran on this team, but he's now had two teams move on from him. Well, one was one was to get uh, Jimmy Butler. So I I have okay. a a bunch of uh, Timberwolves uh, fans who are friends, and it, so yeah, you give up 
players to get star players. That's just sort of how it works. Okay. That doesn't mean that they're trash. The Timber move, Timberwolves moves on. He wasn't good in their system. Um, I'm not, at, I'm at not saying day, he's trash. Don't take it as that. I'm not Suns, saying he's trash. The Suns did not want to start uh, any rookies this coming season. No. Well, and the fair and probably right, either. rightfully so. But just because you take a guy at six doesn't mean you have to start him. You could believe that he has upside for the future. You can take him, play him off the bench. You can still plug a hole with a veteran until he's ready. It doesn't mean that you have to have to start the guy because you took him at six. Sure, but they wouldn't have solved anything, right? So they, if they if they would have taken one of those uh, point guards that was available at six, or you know one of those power forwards, they wouldn't have been starting them. They still would have had to solve their damn power forward and point guard problem. Now they only have yeah. to solve one of them. Well, they have. They still have to solve it for the future. But, yes, for next year, power forward is now checked off the list. Now, is it the ideal guy you wanted? I don't know. That's up for debate. And we'll we'll learn how he looks in Monty Williams' system. But the question still is point guard. Right. That is That has been the biggest question, the million, multi, multi-million dollar question. And it really seems like we're on a collision course of overpaying Ricky Rubio or Corey Joseph. You know, reports are Darren Collison has no interest in going to a rebuilding team. So uh, you're likely not getting him. I, I, I've i had mixed feelings about him the whole time. We've discussed that. So what in the world is going to happen? If you go into uh, if you go into the offseason and you're potentially looking at Tyler Johnson and some washed up veteran and either a Kobo or Melton, one of the two, because you're not going to keep both. Have they really improved? Is that really a team that's going to going to win 35 games? I don't think so. No, but the Suns now have to end this on a positive note, uh, uh, closer to 17, 18 million dollars in cap space that they can go and they can fill that uh, point guard spot, which is good because before they had like nine million. Um, so, you know, they go into it and I'm sure the exact like cap numbers will come out in the coming days. They go into it with a little bit more money and only one position to fill their draft pick wasn't good. No one's arguing that. Um, but no one thought that you were going to get a, 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 a good player after number three anyway. So no one thought you were going to get a great player. They thought there was the opportunity to get a guy with potential that could turn into a good player. Right. And I just, I, I get the cap space, but what are you going to do with that? And then we also have, before we go, because I I know you're trying to push us out the door and be done with this, because I think I'm going to have an aneurysm if we keep going (laughs) like this live, but uh, what, what are you going to do with Josh Jackson? Now you now he's almost unmovable, right? Well, we have like, that. We because have to, that's be, what Saturday show for, man. Don't take, I'm not don't here on Saturday. I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. So if you want my take on any of this, <laughs> get your fill right now because right, I am well. not joining you guys from Hawaii. All right, I'm not. I'm not re- risking my marriage to talk to you two yahoos uh, about Josh Jackson blowing pot in his four-year-old baby's face, allegedly, allegedly whatever right. it was. Allegedly. I don't know that it actually happened, but the allegedly made it real difficult to trade him today as well. Uh, I I wouldn't be shocked if they have to include a Milwaukee pick to get off that money to get, to get even further into cap space. But we've got more questions than we have answers after tonight, and we were hoping we'd at least have more answers than questions this evening. 
I really, really, really don't know where this is headed. This is this is like where when they end the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, and they're like on the next most dramatic episode ever of the Bachelor, and then they show like a, we have no clue where the hell this is going, and I don't know if that's exciting, terrifying, or just disheartening at this point. It's probably some weird cocktail of all of the three, which we can probably get a similar uh, feeling out of a cocktail we get in Vegas at Summer League when we drown our sorrows because we're watching. Cam Johnson uh, uh, shoot a million three-pointers. And uh, by the way, fun Cam Johnson fact, he's four months older than Devin Booker. Well, on that positive note, I'm glad that you are happy coming out of tonight. <laughs> what What do you want positive? What am I? Okay, Dario Saric is not Dragon Bender. There is a positive, right? He's not the corpse of Ryan Anderson. That's a positive. Okay. Those are positives. But sometimes you get positives, but you have more negatives that you created at the same time. Fine. I kind of wonder if that's the situation. And we'll see. The Suns, at the end of the day, got a player, and I'm happy with that because this goddamn team needs some players, oh. dude. Hold, Hold on. Is that your low? That's your low standard? Yes. That's your low bar to cross? <laughs> yes. They got players. And that's a win. I mean, I think I that, can't, was, I, that, that I, was James Jones' big board. It said, get a player. And he got two when he went, hey, we won this draft night. We got two players. All right. Well, listen, listen. All I'm saying is uh, we cannot have another season of Dragon Bender. <laughs> Just we, we, we have to we have to set the bar higher. The Suns just need some guys that can play. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not as disappointed. Honestly, I, this is, I haven't not been looking forward to a Suns draft for as long as I can remember. So there was, I was, nothing was invested. I didn't really care what they did, but at least they plugged a hole. You think it sucks. Saturday, we get Dave's opinion. You're not on the show. So he gets to talk the entire time, which will work out great for him. I don't think it's, I, I I don't think Dario Saric sucks. I just think this is the most bizarre way that this could have played out. You could have given me, uh, what, what was that, in, in Endgame, or Dr. Strange said he saw, like, how many 14 billion uh, ways, and, and it was the one way things ended. I would not have picked this one way that that, that this crazy son's draft day would have ended uh, in this. I just, nobody could have seen this coming, and I don't know, maybe, maybe they're geniuses, maybe... Maybe James Jones is some savant that I don't know. And Cam Johnson is the next Devin Booker taken taken at the tail end of a lottery. And all of a sudden, we all think he's a genius. I have no clue. I highly doubt it. But uh, I know there was a lot of radio and TV producers scrambling to try to figure out who the heck this guy is and try to find images to put on uh, put on the 6 o'clock news during the two minutes of sports that they get locally. I mean, it. He wasn't even there at the draft. So we're not even getting the awkward photo of him wearing the Timberwolves hat uh, because trades can't be completed until after the draft. We're not even getting that awkward Cam Johnson moment. So, uh, you know, all right. My my favorite part was going on to basketball reference and going, who the hell is this guy? Did did they have any nicknames the for him? Uh, uh, the, the faceless draftee. Like there's there's got to be a good Cam Johnson nickname we can give him. Uh, yeah. I wonder how shocked he was. 
So his agent probably called and he goes, I think I just got prank called. Somebody named claiming he was James Jones just said, you're going number 11. <laughs> we better double check this. Jesus. All right. So uh, everybody on YouTube right now, it looks like there are 83 people uh, going through misery. They're looking for us for a group therapy session. And we're like, hey, we lasted a whole 13, 14 minutes on this topic. We got to get out of here because we've run out of Cam Johnson fun facts for you this evening. We've got nothing else. Like we had one. But I hope that all of you will join us out in Vegas for Sun Summer League so we can watch Cam Johnson together Saturday, July 6th. It's going to be at the Mirage Hotel at the Stills Crafts and Drafts Bar inside the uh, Mirage Hotel at 8 o'clock. Go on our Facebook page, RSVP for the event. Come out, join us from the Sun Solar Panel as well as the guys from the Fanning the Flames podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Who wants to join me at the New Orleans Pelicans games? We can watch Zion and whoever else they're taking. And join me on my new podcast, a New Orleans Pelicans podcast called Nice Cans. I'll be doing that from now on because I'm not sure I can take much more of this. And everybody watching on the YouTube right now, make Greg go out and get his damn Vegas ticket tonight before he goes to Hawaii. Just it's, It costs like 75 bucks to fly from Phoenix to Vegas. Go get your ticket. I get there at like 11 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be fun. Greg, go get your ticket. It's $240. Thank you very well, much. That's your fault. And I need, so long. I need to grow my beard back before then, too, because I don't need anybody confusing me for Kellen you can't, out in Vegas. You can't. We've yeah. come full circle. I actually, I look, you're married. I'm single. I need you to look like that so that I look better when we're in Vegas. Oh, so I'm going to be your Cam Johnson because everybody's going to look better on the floor playing next to Cam Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, have, a, have a great trip, my friend. Um, and we will see you guys Saturday morning for our live episode of the Suns Solar Panel Podcast.